rolling. To this week's episode of the Catch the Sky podcast. I am your host, Sweet Tea, and I will be flying solo this week as I share a tale that many may believe is a conspiracy, but is unfortunately being proven more true every day. You may find us on Twitter at CTS Terry or on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you listen to podcasts, including YouTube. By searching for the Catch the Sky podcast, be sure to like and subscribe for access to our weekly content. So this week I want to discuss the Navajo Code Talkers and Native American Indian boarding schools. How are these two things related? Well, as some of you may have seen in the news recently, the Department of the Interior just wrapped up its initial investigation into Native American Indian boarding schools of the 18 and 1900s, and they concluded that there were over 400 institutions responsible for taking children away from their Native families with the interest of assimilating them into American culture. So we discussed this on episode 101 just a few weeks ago when we referenced cultural assimilation, appropriation, things like that. These kids were being forcibly taken from their families. Now, that probe has concluded that over 500 children died at 20 of those institutions. And this is only their initial probe. Canada just did something uh, a couple years ago, and the number just kept getting bigger and bigger the more they uncovered. So this number, unfortunately, is probably going to grow. And it's a sad reality. In, in Canada, I think the estimate is, is pretty broad range, but the low end is 3,200 children that perished at these schools and upwards of 30,000. So somewhere in the middle there is where, where the number really lies. And the ultimate reality is that none of these children should have died at these schools because they shouldn't have been taken from their families. This was just an attempt by each of these countries to continue to take away the heritage and the history of Native Americans. And it's unfortunate because this is their home. We've we've constantly been chipping away at it ever since we got here. And it's a really, really sad reality. So I wanted to, to shine a light on it. Now, how does this relate to the Navajo code talkers of the Second World War? And what is a code talker? A code talker was a Native American that was enlisted in the U.S. military for the purposes of using their native language to transmit troop and supply locations, rendezvous points, orders, etc. in a manner that would not be easily interpreted by opposing forces. They actually did this in World War I, but by the time World War II came around, a lot of the other countries had already 
broken the codes, figured the languages out, you know, Cherokee, uh, and several other languages that I can't name off the top of my head, but they were basically deemed obsolete by the time World War II came around. And this brings us to the Navajo specifically, because at the time their language was only spoken. There was no alphabet or anything like that. So only native speakers could communicate to one another, which was a huge advantage for the United States. So there were 21 men that were honored by George Bush, actually, in July of 2001. And this was their first public acknowledgement by the government of, of what they did for our country. Almost 60 years later, <laughs> they, the, the program was actually just declassified in 1968. So 20 years after the war was over. And then they weren't even honored until this century. And if you go to the Library of Congress and you look up the brief biographies on each of these gentlemen, they are available on the Library of Congress's website. Under 20 out of 21 biographies, 20 out of 21 mention the individual attending a boarding school. Now, how does this all connect? Well, at these boarding schools, they were indoctrinated into white Anglo-Saxon culture. Not only that, they also would have these children running military drills similar to what you would do in boot camp. So they were brainwashing these children so that when the time came, they would be useful tools to our government. I, again, I wish I could say that this is a conspiracy, but the, the facts are all there. So this one doesn't really land in the field of conspiracy anymore, especially with these revelations. So I wanted to take the time to honor those men. I believe there's only a handful that are still alive anymore, two or three. And not only that, but apologize on behalf of everybody that came before me that took part in taking this land, their culture, their heritage. There's so many things that the natives could have taught us that we could have adopted and we just wiped them out for, for our own personal gain. And the America that we have today is cool and great, but there's a lot of beauty I believe that was lost. And those are my personal feelings. Their, their culture could have taught us a lot. And I think that it would have had a huge impact on the world we live in today especially with their respect for nature and things like that. You take a look at the factory farming and the state of our climate, and you can't help but wonder what could have been prevented had we just listened instead of choosing violence. So that can be one of many lessons that we draw from this episode. If there's anything else that I may have missed failed to mention, got 
incorrect, feel free to contact us. You may comment on any of our social media platforms, YouTube, by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast. You can find me on Twitter at CTS Terry. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode and I hope that it gives you a little bit more insight into the true history of this country and not the red, white, and blue one that you get shoved up your ass every 4th of July. This is an example of critical race theory. We talked about it on episode 69. Check it out. So, on that note... Have a great weekend and keep trying to catch the sky.